welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 53. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I have just a couple of beans on the line with me. So tonight we have Chewy. How's it going, Chewy? I'm back. I'm back. I know you all missed me last week, but I'm back. <laughs> did we Did we really miss you? Well, you threw to me know. asking me my, my Twitter <laughs> at the end. So. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a Freudian slip there. Yeah, yeah you missed me. You missed me. I'm flattered. I'm flattered. Yep, yep. I wasn't. I found it offensive, personally. I yeah. spent 55 minutes talking to Shorty, and then he's just like, and Chewy. I was like, oh, wow. It just goes yes. to show that he doesn't actually listen to me yeah. normally anyway. And by the way, Cracker's here too, people. Hey, yeah, we've, we've also got Cracker. <laughs> I think we're getting more and more casual with these uh, these intros for yeah, our podcast. Yeah, we've so done 53 of them, man. It's, but, you know. By the time we hit 100, we'll just be like, yeah, g'day, whatever. Just listen to our stuff. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yep. All right. So, yeah, this week, uh, this is our off week. So, normally we would be releasing a uh, an evergreen topic, but uh, as we've been so busy doing a million other things, we are a little bit behind on recording some of those. And, yeah, we had a pretty big event last weekend, in case you didn't know, in our October League Finals. So, yeah, we thought this week we'd just do a quick wrap-up of how the league went, uh, you know, any anything cool that we saw sort of throughout the league, and, yeah, a bit of a rundown on the finals, how that played out, as well as uh, upcoming Invitational. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're going to get into tonight. But before we do, uh, Chewy, do you want to tell us all about our awesome sponsors? I'd love to, because they are, as you said, awesome. So... The Magic Beans podcast is brought to you by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They are a Facebook auction group uh, with nightly auctions, uh, primo auctions on the weekend, and they have uh, yeah multiple lots. They're awesome, uh, great deals. Uh, you can get some real bargains. You can also get into some really fun bidding wars, which is good. Uh, they cater for everybody from you know your commander, kitchen table player to some. Uh, high-end stuff as well so something for everybody so jump on uh pick yourself up some cheap paper magic cards because you know we can use those again now and uh tell them that the beans sent you very good all right so yeah i thought uh, like i said we'd have a bit of a chat about the uh the group stage and uh what we saw as we sort of made our way through that so cracker do you want to uh give us a bit of a rundown on how your went as as our listeners and, and viewers would know we split up into actual individual beans groups this time. We so did. we had we had our own groups. How how did yours go? My group was stacked. My, my, my <laughs> I, think, group, I think every every group was stacked. That's, that's true. I mean, I'm not completely biased at all, but I'm totally biased. No, no, my my group my group was great. We we got off to a slow start. I mean, you know, the the start of the format was broken, and there were multiple bands in the first few weeks, and kind of. No one had any excitement really to kick off the league, which was really disappointing because previously we've like smashed out just like 80% of it in the first two weeks and then sat around waiting for the last little bit. It was a real flat spot for standard, wasn't it? It, for a couple it of years, really yeah. was. Yeah. It was basically like a month of no one really wanting to play. And then the last couple of weeks we're like, oh, we better get on with this. Oh, standard's actually good. So we kind <laughs> yeah. of hit a sweet spot, fortunately, and we got all our matches done. And my matches were really good. I... I came last. I, I got the <laughs> I got the wooden spoon and when mind you That's why you're saying your group was stacked, because you couldn't get a win. Okay. My, my, <laughs> no, no, that's that's the thing. I did. I went five six, right? Which is not like the worst record. And if I look at what some of the other groups had, that's not like 
the wooden spoon placing record here. But anyway, yeah, it's really even spread. Yeah, we we had apart from Yan Ray who just crushed everybody in his path and went eleven zero because. He just did. He played rogues basically the whole way through and just knew how to pilot the deck exceptionally well and just crushed absolutely everybody. Um, but then, man, we had, you know, like the next three were all at 7-4. Uh, then we had three at 6-5 and then three at 5-6. So, like, it it was really, really clustered. Like, super, super close. So, it was great. We, we had some really good matches and just, like, some really good banter and stuff and, you know, people chatting in between games and afterwards and things and throwing ideas around. I really liked the way that this one ran. I thought it kind of brought a little bit to it. And then it was like, oh, let's go, you know, Team Cracker and, and see how we go through the finals. But yeah, it was it was sweet. And then sort of in the last couple of days, we had just a few matches to get played, but they had real implication on like who was going to make the top three. So like I said, like- As, second, as well as the Invitational. As well as the Invitational, yeah. yeah. And and the Wooden Spoons. <laughs> so <laughs> so we had we had like people- So like Tofu was playing a match, I think against Benny R, like right near the end. And it was like, well, if Tofu beats Benny R, then like there's going to be a three-way tie and we have to go down to like the second tier tiebreakers to find out who's going to be the top three. And then it was like, if he beats- Benny or if Benny loses then like it changed I think then Jay Mudd would have come in last and I would have been second last (laughs) was was all this stuff (laughs) but it was great and it was kind of like all these little you know mini storylines that kind of evolved from the from the last week or so so it was it was it was a lot of fun and unfortunately I did get the wooden spoon and yeah we we had yeah second third and fourth were all seven four and one with 17 match points and it literally came down to like challenge the system we use working out who was in which position because man shorty would still be doing the math on that one I think. yeah there's no way i want to work out that sort of stuff and, and then we just get know, some, someone walker to do it for us man <laughs> yeah well someone's likely to say oh you got it wrong or whatever it's like no no if, if i just leave it up to the system yep. it's like no it's not my problem yeah everyone's on the same playing field there right yeah yeah yep Oh, yeah, sounds like your your group was good fun, Cracker. And, yeah, congrats to Yan Ray on going 11-0 and 0 through the group stage. That's that's a solid effort. I think that might be the first time we've actually had someone undefeated through the group stage in our league. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not I sure think, if we've seen it before. I think we've previously had people with, like, one loss going into yeah, the finals. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the first, um, yeah, flawless run. Yep, yep, well done. So, the uh, Mortal Kombat. Chewy. Sound bites playing in my head. Yeah, uh, my group was uh, – group Chewy was uh, – just like what Cracker was saying, it was a lot of fun. The sort of the conversations and banter and, you know, intergroup rivalry was uh, really enjoyable. Uh, There was, storyline wise, uh, not quite the 11-0, but uh, uh, we had extra player in our our group uh, just because of the odd numbers. But uh, Lab Monkey topped us off with uh, a 10 and 2 record, which is uh, pretty incredible. He, he was pretty disappointed to not go flawless. He, he was, <laughs> I was talking to him in Discord one night and he was saying that uh, he really wanted the, all those uh, blue Ws on his challenge thing. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, uh, no, I, I can understand there. that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, with all these blue and red uh, boxes, it looks like, you know, another event that's going on in the world at the moment. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, our... Top three rep was rounded out by Sinister Duck and Aragoth on a uh, a nine three record, so you know a really solid win rate there. Uh, our sort of storyline came in two chapters, where at the sort of 
three quarter ways. We rounded the the home straight. I was sitting in second and uh, decided, you know, I, I better stop winning. So I started playing some decks that were maybe uh, a little less competitive, but a little more fun. Had actually still got a win out of that. So that was a, a bit of a nervous moment for me because I want to do coverage. But massive shout out to De Broom who was sitting in third for a really long time and there was a a match uh, that Aragoth needed to win to uh to leapfrog into uh into third place. So if Aragoth had lost, De Broom would have stuck into third, which talking about narratives and, and storylines, De Broom got the wooden spoon in our first ever Beans League and has been on the steady improve every single league and, you know, finished fourth. So, and, you know, his fate wasn't in his own hands in that sense in that that last match. So it was a bit of a nervous moment for him, but unfortunately he didn't quite get there, but, uh, you know, finished fourth, got some invitational points. But, yeah, the uh, the, the Sinister Duck and Aragoth, uh, did a, a great job in the finals, as did uh, Lab Monkey. Everybody played some cool decks and, and went from there. Uh, what about you, um, Shorty? Oh, now, you're, now you're paying me back, calling me Stu. Yeah, I was about to. <laughs> you, you're just so, so similar in uh, in, in frame. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you're looking, yeah. In, the, in, in a dark in room, way. I wouldn't know which one's which. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had, uh, I mean... First up, my group had the uh, the ultimate winner of the the league, so uh, yeah, we can't, we can't let that go. In, yeah, uh, results-oriented thinking, man. It doesn't really yeah, yeah, count yeah. magic. Yeah, no, 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 no one, no uh, one. Unless no one it confirms our bias, intention. unless it Correct. confirms our bias. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, massive shout out to Pejor, but yeah, it was pretty cool in my group. Like we had so Pejor's from New Zealand. Uh, we had Secret Tech from the Philippines. And a whole bunch of people like Reese's from Perth and pe- people from all around Australia. So it was it was really cool to get that that big mix. Uh, I know like Secret Tech going into the finals weekend was saying, uh, I'm not sure if I'm actually going to be able to play because we've got a super typhoon here in the Philippines and we might not have internet anymore. So yeah, that, that was kind of interesting. But yeah, it was just cool to have a chat with different people from all around the world and you know sort of. Uh, all playing the the game that we really enjoy and and getting involved in it and getting involved in the in the chat in our Discord and being a part of our league, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, we had a pretty good spread of records uh, in in the end, and yeah, you, know, you know, I finished in the middle of the pack as I tend to do with a six and five record, but we didn't end up with any crazy tiebreakers or anything. But yeah, I guess uh, the biggest shock in my league was Child Rebel Walker, not. Uh, not even getting any invitational points, ended up sixth on the the ladder after uh, some really solid performances throughout the league, uh, throughout previous leagues. Including a win, right? Yeah, I think so. But, yeah, still managed to qualify in second place for the the invitational. So, yeah, I I agree with you guys. I think it was really cool actually having, like, groups of our own that we can – be the be the champions of and, and drive to to actually get finished and sort of get that cohesiveness going even though you're in your group stage you're playing against those people once the group stage is over everyone sort of bands together and wants to cheer on the person from their group so as uh, i think reese said in the in the chat in the final stream said group shorty for life 
until the next league. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and it was also good because it gave us a, a really discreet group to chase to get their matches finished as well, which is yes. also nice. <laughs> uh, so Stu also had a group and was not he's not able to join us this evening, but we did ask him what his uh, overall uh, highlights were. And uh, he said during the group stage uh, he had a, a, a really fun game against JDS Walker uh, he said it was uh, yeah one of the the most swingy and enjoyable losses he's uh, he's ever had. So uh, I'd love to uh, go back and uh, watch that game if it's streamed anywhere. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and the evenness evenness of his group and uh, and he just loved the the uh, the gameplay that uh, the the group had. So uh, I think yeah, JDS Walker, Doc Hemsey, Hemsey just Mister Consistent in that group and Namberger. Uh, rounded out the top three with uh, uh, a win out of the finals for uh, Pat, uh, a.k.a. Pat from, well, Pat, <laughs> uh, from Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Pat from Pat, wow. Pat, 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 Pat from Pat's MTG you know, Bazaar. Pat. Just, yeah. It's just Pat, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I'm literally getting a notification that he's mentioned me in a Facebook post, so it must be... Just in time for you won an auction. uh, auctions to end. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty excited by that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very good. So, yeah, that was our group stage. That was good fun. And, yeah, I think when we plan out our leagues for next year, we'll have a look at the the release schedule for sets and, uh, yeah, try to uh, try to have the, the group stage playing in a different period of the, uh, the standard metagame so we don't get stuck in that awkward new set release and then horrible standard where we uh, we did in this one, which was no, no, man, a bit every, unfortunate. Everything will be fine. Wizards are going to stop printing broken cards and new set formats are fun, right? Yeah. Right? They sure. were going to until you just jinxed it. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, it's all my fault. Yeah. 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 I mean, standard is good at the moment. It is. But there's like 10 cards on the ban list, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you've just got to give credit to how much of an influencer you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have bad standard. <laughs> so what ha- what happened once we got to the finals? Yeah, yeah. So obviously we had our big finals stream on Sunday, and yeah, massive shout out to everybody who joined us for that. We had yeah really good viewers uh, viewer numbers again as as we did for the last league. So it's uh yeah it's pretty cool for us to you know we we stream occasionally every now and then, and and we get a few people watching and that's nice but when we put on a big event like this to actually pull a, a good crowd and, and end up you know like we were i think we were sixth on the um the magic list on on twitch at one point so like that's that's pretty cool for us and we, you know we really appreciate everybody actually coming and watching and hanging around for uh, for most of the stream so I think uh, I think the finals ran pretty well this time. We had a few improvements on the stream, and yeah, it seemed to be uh, seemed to be pretty popular and, and pretty good. So that was um, good fun. There's a lot of good feedback on the uh, the sideboard view, which was yeah, uh, definitely yeah. an innovation, and yeah. uh, a few people trying to tag Watsy uh, in, in that. So <laughs> that's always a good endorsement. So well done on yeah. that on that front, Shorty. I know you put in a lot of work there. Ah, uh, yeah. What? Well, that's whatever. <laughs> it's, it's all good. I don't mind. Uh, we appreciate. Uh, it. That's all right. What did we see from the uh, the actual decks? Anything good we wanted to talk about? It's also yeah. funky decks, man. Funky all right, decks. so I guess, first of all, there were no double-ups. The closest thing we had were the, the two rogue builds, which was Aragoth and Yanray. Um, but Yanray was on Lurus Rogues, 
and Aragoth was on the more well. I guess Yanray was kind of more on the Mill Rogue plan, and Aragoth was more on like the Beatdown Rogue plan, right? With um, Zarath San and and the Nighthawk Scavenger, which is pretty cool. Then we saw JDS on Abzan Yurion, Tom D on Winota, uh, Pedral was on Gruul, Sinister Dark was on Abzan Doom, Lab Monkey was on like Abzan Pod almost. <laughs> that was cool, and then. Rocky H with the big red deck that could, man. Whoa, that, yeah. That deck was great fun to cast. <laughs> yeah, I that loved, was- I loved that- watching that. It was it was like mono red control ramping to Ugin off like Iron Crag feet. Yeah, that was, was my deck of the tournament. I yeah. really enjoyed that. It was very cool. We saw, we saw a couple of turn five Ugins, I think. We did, yeah. 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 Uh, turns out that just wins the game. Yep. And, and and we saw a couple of like turn eight and nine Ugans, which also just won the game. <laughs> yeah, no, it was was really like he piloted it really well. Yeah, um, and yeah, yeah I, th- just- I think he said that he'd been playing that deck through the group stage as well. So obviously had a bit of fair bit of experience with it. Yeah, he did. So he actually played me, and he was playing a slightly different version, and was playing the uh, Fiery Emancipation. Is it the enchantment that like triples all your damage? Oh yeah, okay. And Solemn is a scary card when it attacks for six. <laughs> <laughs> it's he, a sad, actually, angry robot. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, man, it was it was an angry, angry robot. Um, but he found that it actually like was kind of overkill and wasn't good at the same time. So by cutting those and bringing in Ugans, it just gave him like a good late game. And so he could sort of scale back on the amount of creatures he had. Uh, Ox of Argonus was another thing that he was playing, which, you know, let him keep going, you know, just draw more cards or if it got milled to rogues or whatever, then you just get a free buyback basically. So yeah, some good tweaks from, from what we played. He played in the, the group stages and but paid I think, off. I think the MVP for him in that deck had to be Maze Mind Tome. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, mm, and yeah, he definitely. really knew his way around that card as well. It's a, it's a challenging card in certain situations. You know, do you do you spend a turn to to scry, or do you you know wait for the uh, wait for the open mana, etc. So, in the the matches that we covered, he definitely navigated those really well, and it was really enjoyable to watch. Mm. So our winners deck, Pjor. So Pjor was running just the pretty much standard gruel aggro that we're seeing quite a lot of. At the moment, uh, you know, the adventure package with your edge walling keepers, bone crusher giants, questing beast, love struck beast, all that sort of stuff. Nothing really out of the ordinary in there, just a really solid deck. And I think that's from what I've sort of been hearing on, uh, on other podcasts I've been listening to this week. That's probably the favorite for the best deck at the moment. And yeah, definitely, definitely proved that through the finals, just sort of cruising, cruising through there. Although the the actual grand final match did go to three games, I believe, and it was it was pretty tight. But yeah, very well played by Pjor. Um, but the rest of the the decks in there that you mentioned are uh, yeah, there's there's still a fair bit of spice. Like yeah, like I said, Lab Monkey's deck. Do you want to take us through what's actually in there, Cracker? Case, yeah. In case anyone's interested. No, no, for sure, for sure. So it's, uh, like I said, it was a Abzan deck. Uh, and it's playing, I guess, a bit of an engine in uh, Fiend Artisan. So there's some Fiend Artisan packages that they've got going on. So Gilded Goose, Chevel, Fiend Artisan, Maya Triton, Skull Prophet. So a bit of self-mill theme going on. Lenoir Visionary for some ramp and some card draw. And then you've got the Skyclave Apparition, which is the when it enters the 
ETBs, uh, you exile a non-token permanent you don't control with CMC four or less, and then when like it leaves the battlefield, they they get back a token where its uh, parent toughness are equal to the CMC of the card. But really, really good, you know, three drop. You know, gets to exile something and then yeah, when that, it dies, they get a little can't token do a lot back. Of work. It did a lot of work, and then also luminous broodmoth as a as a one of um, to kind of get the chain going where. You know, you sack something to the Fiend Artisan and then it comes back as, you know, with a flying counter and things like that. So, unfortunately, the games where Lab Monkey played, it didn't really get to pop off. He played against Rocky with the the big red kind of mono red control and Lab Monkey's deck was just full of creatures and uh, Rocky H's deck was full of creature removal. <laughs> and and once he... And and, 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 yeah, I think he played a turn five Ugin in game one, and it was just like, there's nothing that Lab Monkey could do. Like, he, he yeah. just he got swept. Ugin still had, like, two or three loyalty left, and, you know, Rocky was just able to sit behind Ugin, plussing every turn, and that was it. You know, yep. he just kind of cr- cruised his way through. Lab Monkey's trying to play, like, he's got four Agadim's Awakening and two Eerie Ultimatums in the main deck. So mm-hmm. he's definitely trying to bring his creatures back from his graveyard. And yeah, well, even more than that. Unfortunately, like doesn't the, put them there. No. The, the Nethroi, the uh, Nethroi yeah, yeah. of Apex of Death, which is yep. the one of the mutate creatures that brings back a bunch of stuff. So really trying to lean into that graveyard recursion. And, you know, Rocky was just not having any of it. <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah it was a yeah. bit disappointing to to see that for um lab monkey but i guess th- those sort of mid-range decks is what the the red deck sort of preys on a little bit i suppose so yeah, um sure. but i mean i think ugin was you know quite well positioned in this you know little eight person metagame like when you look at some of the other decks as well like the uh if we have a look at sinister duck uh with the uh Abzan, Doom Foretold, um, Urian build. You know, there, there's a lot of things there that uh, Ugin does a good job of cleaning up as well. So, uh, you know, I'm not surprised to see the, the big red deck do well, uh, especially when it was piloted well. Uh, and I'm also not so surprised to see the Gruul deck have the ability to get under some of these. So some of these decks are just sort of built for the long game. Uh, and Ugin you know, puts the clamps on that and Embercleave can get under that. So uh, I guess if I'm disappointed with anything in the league is we didn't get to see like Sinister Duck and Lab Monkey go at it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a long game. <laughs> it would have been a long, very interesting, very swingy game. So, yeah. um, you know, if you guys want to jump in the Discord and, and stream a match for us, uh, I'm sure we'll all uh, appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, JDS was playing... Uh kind of Abzan Yurion and they went up to uh, three Ugans as well. So it was definitely like one of those kind of calls to yeah. to play. And I'm pretty sure we saw multiple Emiria's call cast for the actual, like, I'm going to make some 4-4 Angel tokens and, and get some beatdowns <laughs> going on there. So that, yeah, feels yeah, nice. that feels good. Yeah, J- JDS Walker's deck was a, a bit more focused on... Uh, the mutating as well. Yeah, it was. They had a, had a whole bunch of different mutators, all, all your sort of usual, your, your great horns and sterics and all that sort of stuff, but a few random like cub wardens, necro panthers and things. So it was pretty spicy, but yeah, also going up to, to Ugin. I've like I've played a little bit of like a Simic uh, mutate deck recently on just on ladder. And um, yeah, that like that deck's going up to Ugin as well. And it's, sometimes 
you can get to a point where it's like, oh, I really need to wipe the board, but I'm also going to wipe my stack of mutated guys and <laughs> I'm going to, you know, kill three of their dudes, but I'm losing four of mine. So it can get a little bit awkward sometimes, but if you can get, say, a, a Starix mutated on something so it's got its converted mana cost is five, then, uh, yeah, often you can wipe the board of all the small bits and pieces that uh, and leave your Starix with a, a bunch of mutated things on it sort of underneath. I guess that's the um, that's the trick of the deck, right? Is yeah. you, you might be putting things on top that aren't exactly optimal for whatever the situation might be, but it means that you have a six six that hangs around after Ugin, so that's pretty know, good. <laughs> when is a six six not optimal? <laughs> like it's it's the biggest thing well, we on did, the board. Actually, we when your opponent see... has a six seven Tarmogoyf, that's what. It's no, we d- we did see once. I can't remember which match it was, but. Uh, the opponent had an Ugin, and they had, uh, I think JDS Walker had a Bertha Miletus 04 wall, and they That's did right. the uh, the heads-up play of actually like mutating it and putting it under so it stayed as the colourless 04 wall so it couldn't be killed by uh, by Ugin. So that was uh, not bad because either way they put it, it was going to end up still as a defender so it couldn't attack, but at least they could put a creature under there, get those that stack of mutate going that uh, Ugin couldn't actually deal with. So, yeah, definitely a smart play. What about the uh, the Winota deck, Chu, by, uh, by Tom D? What do you reckon of that? I, I, I feel like playing Winota is just like flipping a coin a little bit. Um, <laughs> and uh, it certainly can be insanely explosive and, and is really, really powerful if you happen to draw Winota on turn four. That we saw in some of the some of the matches, it's a kind of awkward Boros beatdown deck if you don't draw Winota. Uh, so yeah, it's it's not a deck I am in love with. I'm not a lucky enough Magic player to uh, <laughs> to be able to pilot a deck like this, but uh, it's certainly got some uh, some game to it. Like uh, Selfless Savior, Stone Coil Serpent, uh, the Kargan Intimidator from the new set is uh, a really good addition to. Uh, to Winota, as is the seasoned Hallow Blade, because uh, it can, you know, you can have these things that are, you know, unblockable, indestructible. That that pack a decent punch. So I, I think the deck is is quite powerful, and they're cards that, you know, are serviceable on their own. They they might not be the optimal uh, red white aggressive creatures, but you can win games that way. And I I really like the addition of Arkan of Amiria, uh, which is the uh, the two three flyer for four, uh, and uh, each player can't cast more than one spell each turn, and then non basic lands enter tapped. So, uh, when you look at some of the other decks, three color decks with a lot of wild cards spent on lands, <laughs> uh, it's uh yeah a, a good little uh well something not a bear but a uh a good creature for the for the metagame so it, it flies which gets it good good attacks in but it's actually impactful as well i really like that uh so yeah the deck's the deck's good uh unfortunately we didn't get to see it do its thing uh on stream but uh tom d knows his way around it and i i'm a big fan of actually the uh the sideboard choices in this deck uh sideboards for for cracker and shorty you're probably not familiar with them because you only play no, i don't know what those things yeah, are yeah uh, but uh, there's there's just some smart metagame choices here, like Giant Killers. Containment Priest 
is a, a card I actually forgot was in standard because there's a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah. the ultimatums going around. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Containment Priest is a, a, a really good thing. And Heliod's Intervention, uh, Dranith Magistrate. Yeah, there's a, uh, a really good, uh, you know, package there. I, uh, I think this is a well-constructed version of the deck. So shout out to Tom D for, for putting that together. Yeah, pretty pretty cool deck, but like I said to you, you've got to be pretty lucky to uh, get that Winota when you want it and hit the right triggers. I know I played in one of the Arena Opens uh, a couple of Arena Opens ago. I played uh, a bit of the Winota deck back when Agent of Treachery was still around, and sometimes you'd get three triggers and you're digging 18 cards deep and you don't hit a single human, and you just kind of go, yeah, okay, I've, you know, that's just the luck of the draw and <laughs> just have to cross my fingers that I've got another turn and I can attack and uh, and get some more triggers. But. Do you know do you know what that reminds me of? You you know what that reminds me of. It reminds me of a 10-minute turn with Crackland Ironworks and then going, oh, you'll go. <laughs> 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 uh, and your opponent sitting opposite you color, doing some colouring in and yeah, yeah, things like that. They've gone and got lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come back. Oh, you didn't win? Oh, okay, cool. Now you're you're dead. Sorry. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we ended up with Pjor taking it all down, uh, Aragoth in second, and Rocky H in third. So, yeah, they've all picked up some cash and uh, and various prizes from that uh, that event. And, yeah, the, uh, the feedback I've got from everybody who I've been sending prizes out to is they've all just been super stoked to, to play in the event, which... Yeah, it makes us happy that uh, we put in this bit of effort to uh, to get these events going. And if people enjoy playing them, then we'll keep doing them. So definitely keep an eye out for our uh, our future ones next year because we'll be doing them again and they'll probably be bigger and better. Well, speaking of feedback, uh, we've got a little survey. So quick tangent. Yes. It, jump into our Discord. Uh, if you're not a member of our Discord, jump into the show notes. There's always a link there and join up that's how you get involved in these leagues so this league was about five hundred dollars in cash and prizes for a free to enter league so pretty good ev uh so this is our first year doing these things and and as shorty said we want to get bigger and better uh with these leagues and and run things as the best we possibly can uh competing with ourselves almost so we've just got a short like 15 question survey linked from our discord uh, so jump onto that, uh, give us some feedback, let us know what, you, uh, what you've liked, what you haven't liked, what you want to see in the future, uh, what you want to hear on the podcast in the future. And, uh, you know, we want you, to, uh, want you to stick around and, you know, this is a, a podcast in a league and a, a, a magic community for, not for us, it's, it's, it's for, you know, the people that are listening and competing in these events. So we'd love to hear, hear from you in that. So please fill that one out. I'll put the link for that in the show notes as well. So awesome. even if you don't want to join our Discord, which I know some people, you know, the Discord is just another thing that they don't want to be in or they don't want to be in social media and whatever. So the link will be there in the show notes. And yeah, we definitely would appreciate you just taking the uh, the couple of minutes to fill that out and let us know what you think and what you want to see and hear from us. So uh, yeah, we've got coming up in pretty much a month's time or exactly a month's time from today the invitational so all of these leagues have been feeding in to the uh the end of year invitational which when we started this year and we started doing our leagues was not something we'd even considered and uh yeah i guess just with the success of how they've gone and how many people we've been getting in them we decided well let's do something extra special and 
kind of as a bit of a reward for the people that have been with us from the start and have participated and done well in all our leagues to yeah, play in a special invite-only event with some really good prizes. So I'll just quickly run through who actually qualified and, uh, you know, from first through to eight. So Hemsey ended up finishing on top, then uh, followed by Child Rebel Walker, Benny R, Tom D, P. Jaw, J. Mudd, Yan Ray, and then Namberger rounded it off in eighth. Uh, Aragoth got unlucky and uh, finished in ninth by uh, by one point. So was pretty close in the end there. A couple on top that were uh, sort of clear of the pack, but yeah, it was as uh, the guys were saying in their group stage sort of breakdown. There was matches being played in the last couple of days of the group stage that actually affected who made the top eight of the Invitational. So. That's going to be held on the 5th of December, so one month from when we're recording, and we will be live streaming that again. Uh, this will be on a Saturday starting at 2 o'clock Australian Eastern Daylight Time, so make sure you're ready to, uh, to tune in on that. Because yeah, it's going to be going to be pretty good, and uh, prizes are going to be pretty cool, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty big event. So, Cracker, have you got up there what the uh, the actual prizes are for this event? I do, I do. So, first of all, everyone gets a sweet custom Magic Beans playmat, which is pretty cool. You're already winning, already winning. I, I mean, <laughs> you've already probably won some stuff to get to the envy, but yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I need one of these ones actually. They're pretty awesome. And then we're doing actually a draft to draft the prizes so people can choose kind of what they are most interested in uh, and their choices are a revised plateau eight zendikar rising collector boosters uh 200 bucks in australian cash uh four zendikar rising collector boosters uh double masters mana crypts 100 bucks cash a nationals promo flooded strand with the sweet alternate art that they did for that last year uh, the foil iconic Masters Horizon canopy and a trophy and custom and, art token yeah. design and and I but wait there's more you can <laughs> free no, uh, no 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 I was going to oh, say no don't don't Cracker's say that going to come it, and sharpen um, the knives yeah. <laughs> listen if you're in Metro Melbourne I will sharpen your knives uh, <laughs> for a fee yeah for, yeah uh, correct uh, and a, a custom art token so one of the things that um, Josh and Pat do is when you win auctions you can get tokens. Right, and so they'll be for like zombies or angels or constructs or, or whatever it is, uh, food tokens. Right, one of the more recent ones was with a Oko eating a pie or something like that. I no, think it was steal, stealing cookies from a cookie jar. Was, right there, yeah. you go. He was looking and guilty so, for some reason. Yeah, yeah, who knows why? Yeah, but yeah, Pat reached out to us and said, "Hey, let's do let's do a custom art token, and we'll collab with the winner of the envy. And if they want, like a you know, I would get a zombie token for me, right?" Drop, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, and it'll have your likeness on it. So you can kind of design it with with their artist uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll get a bunch of tokens made up and you can give them out to people and, you know, they'll make them available through their, their store and it'll be sweet. You can you got your face on a card. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. Almost I, like being a world champion. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. Almost. <laughs> yes. Uh, what wasn't world champion though? It was the, um, what was the event that they won that for? Yeah, it was. It's yeah, it was it's words. Words. Yeah, it's a world world champion. Javier Javier was the uh, fervent champion, and the most recent one was PV, which we haven't seen a card for him yet. No, but if you look on your fervent champion, uh, most people just look at first strike, and I pump my other fervent champion. But the <laughs> the handle of the sword that uh, he's got is actually the world's trophy, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I was thinking of all the original ones, like nah, the old, Bob old and... Oh, like they, were the, yeah. they were invitational. They were invitational yeah, cards. they were. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But I think it's really cool that Wizards are doing that now, just again. Yeah, definitely. And, and they didn't actually make a big deal of it. They didn't really announce it. And people were just like, wait, is that Javier? <laughs> is he holding yeah. the trophy? <laughs> it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, the format will be standard. Uh, we, we were tossing up with this league or this invitational how we actually wanted to run it. We kind of want to do potentially do, you know, multi-format, that sort of stuff, so we can work out who the, the overall champion is. But seeing as we've done standard for all of our leagues throughout this year, we thought we'll just stick with that for, for this Invitational. Uh, next year, we are looking at doing, you know, historic leagues and things like that as well. So most likely, the Invitational will be a split format. Uh, so yeah, it'll be standard, um, double elimination. And uh, yeah, once once it's all done and dusted, we know who's come first and who's come eighth. They'll uh, They'll get to do their old school rare draft of picking what they want so we sort of figured this way you know you you the revised plateau is is the most expensive thing in there but you might not want a revised plateau you might want 200 bucks cash so it gives people the option to actually get a prize that they want so i think uh, all the participants are pretty happy with how that's going to work out and yeah over 1500 bucks in total in cash and prizes so that's uh that's, That's pretty ins- crazy. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely insane. I can't believe it. So Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think that's pretty much it. Make sure you put that in your diary. Um, also, don't forget, Chewy, you've got uh, something you've been championing coming up this weekend. Yeah, this, this coming Saturday. So, it's Thursday night as we record this, probably Friday when you're listening to this uh, because everybody l- jumps on and listens to the Beans podcast as soon as they possibly can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We've got a no ban list uh, standard event uh, on Saturday, as we mentioned. So uh, there's like nine or ten cards banned in standard. So, you know, we had the com- conversation of, you know, w- what would happen if, you know, they didn't ban these cards? What would standard look like? And we sort of thought, well, let's let's unban some things for, for a couple of hours on a Saturday afternoon and... Uh, and have a go. So you can play your Okos and your Fires of Invention and you can put cats in ovens to your heart's content. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's a like uh, all of our events, it is a free-to-enter event with prizes. Uh, the prizes are basically made up of uh, Zendikar Rising Collector Boosters. So uh, And they've been, again, supplied by the uh, the amazing people at Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They've donated those so that we can run this event. So, um, again, uh, shout out to them for their incredible support. Uh, so, yeah, if you if you want to, you know, play Oko and put Elks in ovens or whatever it is that you want to do that's completely busted <laughs> and get some uh, get some collector boosters, uh, yeah, jump into the uh, to the event on. Uh, it's registered through Challenge. There's a link off our Discord once again. And and in the show notes, and we'll be in the show notes. Shorty's just preempting me saying it now. No, uh, it's, it's been in there for weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's good, excellent. Uh, it shows how much I look in the show notes. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, jump in. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll play three, maybe four rounds, and uh, you know, at the end of it, probably be happy that they've actually banned some cards. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I think it'll be really fun as a you know just a little bit of an experiment. Uh, I may stream it. Uh, there's some things happening, uh, in and around the house on Saturday. So I don't know how things will align, but, uh, if I'm able to, I'll, I'll stream my matches and, uh, you know, be available for some, uh, 
you know, chats and banter in between rounds. So come and join us there. You'll see all of the normal notifications that the beans are streaming. So keep a lookout for those. Sounds good. All right. So, yeah, no band list event this weekend. And then 5th of December will be the Invitational. And, uh, yeah, that's that's probably going to be the end of the year for us in terms of events. But we'll be back next year with uh, yeah, lots of things for you guys to get involved in. So, that's going to do us for tonight. We will uh, wrap up as we usually do. So, yeah, if, if you do want to get in on these events uh, and our leagues and things next year, then make sure you're in our Discord. So, as Chewie said, the link for that is in the show notes. You can always find it in there. You'll also find in our show notes a link for our merch store. Uh, if you do want to show us some support and get some sweet beans gear, you can pick up some hoodies and T-shirts and things like that for uh for yourself to wear around and uh yeah support our show just uh yeah follow the link in the show notes and uh pick something up there uh go and check out josh and pat on uh on facebook just search josh and pat's mtg bazaar you'll find them on facebook and check out their daily auctions you'll find us on youtube facebook twitch and twitter just search anywhere on there for magic beans cast and you'll find us there cracker you are on twitter i am i am at joel hill underscore and Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. Oh, there we go. Look, I've got, I got your names right tonight. If you want to find me, I am at Peace Inc. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there, and we will see you next time. 